This is Life's Learning Curve. I'm documentary producer, educational tech guy, Paul Hart. What is Life's Learning Curve? Well, we use stories, life stories, to retell. And we want to underscore just how we got to be the current version of us. And we're constantly learning and striving to improve ourselves. Right? Right. Be a better us. Today, on this episode, did you ever question your life choices late at night you're sitting there thinking quietly with nothing to distract you or while you're driving home after work maybe you dream a little bit about expanding yourself and becoming a better you the best you or at least in an improved version of your life (laughs) you are in for a real treat today because we are going to retell a story about Thor. Yes, that was his real name, Thor. With time running out, Thor contemplates some real necessary changes in his life. What's he going to do? I'm Paul Hart. Tell me a story. Let's get going. Life's Learning Curve with Paul Hart. Episode One Last Middle Class Try. Stand by. Now, first off, Thor's parents actually did name him Thor, as in Thor, the god of thunder. Thor's parents wanted a strong, manly name to offset the generic family name, which was Vance. Now, Vance is not an unpowerful name, but they wanted a powerful first name for their boy. In school, at a very young age, middle-class suburban kid Thor Vance quickly discovered he had a powerful name. Why? Well, his teachers told him so. That's a very powerful name. You're quite lucky. To Thor, his name was grand. It was big. It was full of spit and vinegar. Yeah. Just like his personal heroes, the Tennessee Titans, at that particular time. But it wasn't long before the bullies and teasers mocked the God of Thunder's name. Hey, hey, God of Thunder. Thor, God of Thunder, Vance, soon became mocked as... Thunderpants. And his peers were ruthless, mocking him constantly, all except for his one true existing friend, a very tall kid, thin, named Lenny. Uh, just ignore those guys, Thor. I do. Someday it'll be different, Thor. They'll grow up, they'll be gone. Someday they'll all want to know me. Someday, Lenny, because it'll be different. How? What are you going to do? Well, I'm, I'm going to leave them all behind. Well, they're asking me what, why, who, what happened. I'm going to be busy. I'm going to be busy doing something. Something big. Something great. Thor, what are you going to do? A Dreamer of Dreams. Throughout his early years, his name and the nickname were familiar and a burden to him. Although, by this time, Thor began to be bullied and mocked as a nerd and as a loser. Thor felt that if he was going to be labeled and mocked, he should at least be entitled to a grandiose 
loser moniker as well, and that already had been accomplished earlier in life. Thunderpants. 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 When bullied, Thor was not a fighter, but more of an unrealized dreamer of dreams of sorts. When bullied, Thor just kind of smiled dismissively, and he just kind of let it all go and moved on into his head. Having a slight build, he was always thoughtful, and he was, like I said, a dreamer, and he dreamed of his future constantly, what he was going to do. You know, maybe a bit too much. He got pretty good at dreaming, too. Thor dreamed of leaving these bullies back in the dust, exiting the mundaneness. He knew the future would define him, his character, and that he couldn't be known as Thunderpants forever. The Kink But like the fictional characters from comic books, Thor had his own personal weakness, his kryptonite. What was it? not being bold enough to move forward and put into motion his dreams and goals. As Thor negotiated moving forward, his state of mind, his his dreams would have to wait. Wait until someday. But someday was always tomorrow. Jazz and Beat Now, on the upbeat side of life, young Thor, from being a youngster through pre-adolescence, was infatuated by jazz and hipper-than-hip beat culture, and yes, listening maybe a bit too carefully to the music. You know how you can kind of read into music when you hear a song? Eh, we all do it. At his young age, Thor read way into these jazz tunes. And to him, the music suggested, well, adventure, some sort of over-romantic naivete, and provided a general cluelessness that you kind of might expect from someone attracted to a lifestyle that he just did not yet understand. Now, at the same time the bullying persisted, teenage Thor, now, would peek through the blinds before going out. He'd look through the blinds of his small home with his parents and he'd see the other neighborhood kids playing, usually whiff a ball or kick the can. Uh, uh, Better not go out there. There's kids out there that make fun of me. And they would. His peers were still ruthless. So Thor hid during backyard cookouts in the summers and always seemed to fall ill before any birthday parties, even his own, or social events. Living in quiet desperation is what Thor was doing, and he was absorbed as he listened to the one thing that glimmered with hope for him, jazz music. That was where Thor's dream began. The List The day came where Thor grabbed a pencil and wrote down a list. Now this would be a list for his future. 50% childhood whims and 50% adult attainable things. Professional baseball player. Richest man in the world. Inventor, maybe. And a jazz musician. A job. 
not a career. Soon we find Thor graduating from high school, and when he did, when that took place, a week later, he and his good friend Lenny were out on their own, and they needed capital. Money. They both were hired at the finite assembly plant of Maine, where they lived, that's the state, in his small suburban town. At Thor's newly acquired small one-bedroom apartment, the din of the jazz music of Art Blakely and Oliver Nelson was played. safety of life's blinds in Thor's new apartment and hot jazz music, Thor continued to evaluate the exterior, what was outside, what was going on out there, and he witnessed his contemporaries leaving for concerts. He'd see them going to ball games. He'd see them heading off into the lights of the city, meeting girls, and some of them eventually getting married as time passed. Thor needed a way out. Or maybe you could say he needed a way in. To expand his mind and pick up all life's possibilities, he picked up that list again. And as Dave Brubeck smoothly exited from the low end register of his small FM radio, Thor reviewed his options. But as the years passed... Thor continued to dream by night, by driving his car and just thinking. Thor perceived the world through TV, through movies, and all contrasty, wistful, full-color romantic imagery. All this while he listened to the vibrant, moody, and heartstrung rhythm guitar parts. His passion was for jazz. Oh, yeah. To work a jazz guitar in a six-night-a-week band meant everything to him. Freedom. Like his new rhythm jazz guitarist heroes, Lee Carlton and Lee Rittenauer. Jazz chords, romance, alcohol, actually feeling life, danger, and his guitar, that guitar. That guitar would provide instrumental add-ons that was meant to stimulate his listeners. On stage, Thor would find himself nursing a gin martini like Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca. And when he was on stage during his set, yeah, he would peer into his fan base for the romance and the thrills that had so far evaded him. That was Thor's dream by night, but each day when morning came, it was convenient It was easy to push down, push down that dream and push it down the road, shove it just a little bit. It'll come, right? And he would head off to his mundane job. And he'd try and ignore the unsatisfying, repetitive anguish. A few times, Thor felt so down, he began to refer to himself as his hated childhood nickname. Okay, Thunderpants, let's go to work. Only once did he share his dream with Lenny at the plant. So you want to do what? Play jazz music, guitar, clubs, work nights, be with jazz guys, my, my people. Again, Thor, you've tried this before, but you've never even bought a guitar. Well, that was before, Lenny. So now you're that good on guitar? 
I don't play. What? Come on, how are you gonna... Listen, so you gotta screw loose or something? No, really, Lenny. You're what now, 2930? Yeah. When is this learning guitar thing gonna start for you? You'll see, Lenny. I can do this. I can get there. I will. Uh, I mean, go ahead. I, I'm not stopping you, but you gotta start. Nighttime in the jazz club scene, Lenny. Think about it. The women, the, the, the gambling. It'll be my little corner of the world. But Thor, you're a bit behind your own learning curve here, aren't you? Well, why aren't you even trying? Sounds great to me, but I, you know, I, I think it's a great story, but it's only a story until you do something about it, until you act on it. The Electric Hollow Body. Hey, welcome to Danny Max Music Emporium. What can I interest you in today? Drums? Piano? No, um, how much is that scratched up guitar in the corner? That electric hollow body? Yeah. It plays smooth, but it's kind of beat up. Wouldn't you rather have a better looking guitar? No. That hollow body is what Lee Rittenauer plays. The jazz guitarist, Lee Rittenauer? Yeah, I love his work. Well, let me tell you something. That guitar, as scratched as it is, it plays great. Here, I'll grab it and play a little bit. Yeah, you want to try it? Uh, there's just one more thing. Oh, what's that? Do, uh, you give guitar lessons? I, I'm a beginner. Once he was a broken man, living a broken life, chasing a broken dream, but not anymore. Now Thor didn't feel like the ultimate outsider. He promptly quit his job. Thor foresaw himself ascending to the levels of his own evolution, okay? Expanding his mind, his musical possibilities, and his options in life. I'll make it this time. I know I will. Feeling reborn and living his life without compromise now. His existential desire was to ascend from his loserdom and fly right past life's routine middle register of existence and keep ascending, keep moving up. Climbing. And he played that guitar and he learned the electric hollow body until his fingers bled. He took his lessons, he never missed one, he broke strings and he tried to groove by playing along with the recordings of his heroes. But soon it became obvious that, well, Thor may have started his dream playing jazz guitar about 15 or 20 years too late.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Sold out for three weeks here at the Cigarette Boat Lounge. The Jazz Quartet. Called Thunder Pants. This on. Hey, thanks everybody. Well, it's been quite a journey to get here. You know what? Uh, Wow, the next song I want to play for you, we do, I wrote last summer, and it's called Peering Through the Blinds, and it reminds me of some tough times I went through a few years back when I just did not know what I wanted to do. It was hard to see, but up close a lone tear crept down his face, and he looked at his scratched old hollow body and said, See this guitar? This guitar saved me. There was a brief silence in the room, and then Thor said, By the way, sometimes I get kind of lost in the solo, so uh, bear with me. It was a true world of his own. Thor had made it. Gin martinis, romance, sleeping until sundown, and jazz. Sweet, sweet, wonderful jazz music. Smoking. Thor Vance was what he always wanted to be a free man. Thor peered out from behind the blinds at the street below. Jobless and without musical chops, his dreams were being realized, but only in fantasy. He was now doing what he was best at, dreaming. His fantasy had existed, oh yeah, but only in his head. So what's our takeaway for today? What did we learn? What did I learn? What did Thor (laughs) learn? Wow. Well, Lawrence of Arabia author T.E. Lawrence once wrote, quote, This is a faded dream. I made others see my visions coming true. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds wake in the day to find that it was all vanity. But the dreamers of the day are dangerous men, for they may act upon their dream with open eyes and make it possible. Which one are you? A dreamer of the night or a doer of the day? Let's leave it right there. For Life's Learning Curve, I'm Paul Hart. Subscribe to Life's Learning Curve at lifeslearningcurve.org and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. (laughs) 
Episode 66, One Last Middle Class Try of Life's Learning Curve Podcast was put together by producer Sebastian T. Dodd, executive producer Paul Hart, technical director Heidi Cerner, editor Paul Richards, audio and sound Riley Hart, production manager Ike Erickson, studio equipment management Don Compton. Find us on Facebook and listen to us just about everywhere podcasts are heard. Visit our website, lifeslearningcurve.org, and subscribe or read a blog. Shoot us an email. This episode has imaginative voice recreations. To protect the privacy of others, some names have been changed and characters conflated. One last middle class try, episode 66, Life's Learning Curve. I'm Paul Hart, and we will be back soon with more stories from Life's Learning Curve.